Hello all and welcome all to the DFS Today podcast presented by Sports Ethos. I am your host, Mike LaFemina, and this is the week four cash game lineup review show. If this is your first time joining us, what we do is take a look back at my week four cash game lineup and reverse engineer it and discuss the decisions that went into that lineup. And then at the end of the show, we will do a live reaction. Look ahead to week five pricing. Before we get into everything today, I want to remind you all that the Sports Ethos 360 bundle is the best value of any fantasy site you can get right now for only $22 a month. That gets you access to the NBA Fantasy Pass, NFL Fantasy Pass, MLB Fantasy Pass, the DFS package, the Wager Pass, as well as early access to the Brewski 150 rankings for this upcoming NBA season. Much cheaper than pricing each one of those out individually. $22 a month access to all of the great fantasy goodness that Sports Ethos has to offer. So yeah, week four ended up being a really good week results-wise for the cash lineup. Went 46-4 and four in head-to-head competition on DraftKings. That's a 92% win rate bringing the overall record for the year up to 110, 60, and 1 for a 64% win rate on the year on all the head-to-heads. I will say that it doesn't feel like I should have done that well. We got a little lucky. Um, so just an absolutely explosive game from Christian McCaffrey. Um, Kyron Williams went off, but that's the reason why we want to prioritize these guys is just the nuclear ceiling that these guys offered. A lot went into it on Sunday morning with all the news that Jimmy G was officially ruled out, as well as Deshaun Watson being ruled out. Um before we get into that, all that actually, let's let's review the lineup real quick. Let's review that. So first at quarterback, we went with Aiden O'Connell at four thousand dollars, who netted us twelve point eight two DraftKings points. Followed it up with Kyron Williams at six thousand and Javante Williams at fifty five hundred dollars. Kyron went off for thirty. DraftKings points. Javante Williams did leave the game early with an injury, uh, giving us the icicle at 3.9 points. Keenan Allen at 7,900, 12.2 points. Josh Palmer for only $4,000 at 10.7 points. Puka Nakua at $6,700 for 34.3 points. Tight end was Pat Fryermuth at $3,400 for 3.7 points. Christian McCaffrey at 9,200 in the flex, 
51.7 points. And the Ravens defense for 3,217 points. So, heading into the week, the thought process was Anthony Richardson was going to be the guy and looking elsewhere for value. Anthony Richardson was only 6,700. He provides one of the safest floors you can get at the quarterback position just because of his insane running ability that he has displayed through two and a half games so far this year. Admittedly, I was a little skeptical of Richardson coming into the year, whether he would be quite as effective as he has been in the running game, and quite frankly, how effective he has been in the passing game. Granted, there are some terrible throws here and there, but by and large, he has far exceeded my expectations and is somebody I'm very interested in moving forward on a weekly basis, um, obviously all depending on the price. We did get the news Garoppolo was out. There was a little worry for a little bit overnight that Josh McDaniels might do Josh McDaniels things and try and start Brian Hoyer, but he did end up deciding to start preseason superstar Aiden O'Connell. And Deshaun Watson being out also left us another preseason superstar in DTR, who was $4,600 compared to the $4,000 for Aiden O'Connell. Now, Demarcus Thomas Robinson does have quite a lot of rushing upside, which draw an appeal to a lot of people. But in the end, I needed that extra $600 for Aiden O'Connell. I felt like he was in a better game environment going against that Chargers porous defense and compared to DTR being in the Browns-Ravens game, that the rushing upside of DTR just was not worth the extra 600 for what I could do for the rest of my lineup. Um, I figured they were all pretty close to the same. Ended up going with O'Connell, who was fine. You know, 12 points isn't what you're looking for out of the quarterback, but for only $4,000, he did not sink us. Um, Hindsight, I feel like I should have stuck to my guns and played Anthony Richardson and tried to find a way to get Christian McCaffrey in also. Um, Christian McCaffrey was not a lock to be in my cash lineup even as early as Sunday morning, as late as Sunday morning, rather. But given the value that opened up at quarterback, it became apparent that McCaffrey was not as difficult as it seemed to jam in there and was a must-play for me. The other must-plays included Kyron Williams. I've touched on this um, with Keith on the Friday night show. His volume is just 
out of control. While it did dip down a little bit this game, uh, still plenty of carries and passing game work for Kyron Williams. He ended up with 24 receiving yards, 100 on the ground, and two rushing touchdowns. Also nice to get that 100-yard bonus rushing, which I did not anticipate getting from him, as the Colts are much more leaky on defense in the secondary than on the ground. But Kyron Williams gets it done. Keenan Allen was another must-play, $7,900 for his volume in that in that game environment was just simply too cheap. Now, he didn't quite get there. Only three catches for 32 yards, but he did get a touchdown to save the day. Um, he was pretty highly owned throughout all the cash games. So that's one of those situations where you the value is so obvious. You just play it, and if he sinks you, it's he's sinking your opponents as well. Tournaments, there's a viable option to fading him. But in cash games, you take the value and you look to get different elsewhere. Josh Palmer was also a must-play at $4,000 to me. His role last year when Mike Williams was out and when Keenan Allen missed time was effective. We saw that Palmer was the leading snap-getter for the wide receivers other than Keenan Allen in Justin Herbert drop backs after Mike Williams left the game last week and that rang true again this week as Palmer and Keenan Allen were on the field for 31 of 32 passing attempts for Justin Herbert. How long this keeps up we shall see. Quentin Johnson is the flashy more exciting downfield target but it just doesn't seem like the Chargers are interested in having him ascend to that wide receiver two role quite yet. Will it happen before the end of the season? Possibly. But for now, it's Palmer's job. And it's a pretty juicy job in that offense in the wide receiver two role. Friermuth was my other lock that I was not wavering on, and this is where I feel like I could have considered going elsewhere. We did have a minimum tight end option with Tanner Hudson from Cincinnati with no Irv Smith, no Drew Sample. So I felt like tight end was pretty gross overall. There was not a lot of great options to spend down on. TJ Hawkinson at 6500 was just too expensive for my liking. Mark Andrews was priced appropriate, but I'm not looking for appropriately priced tight ends. In general for cash games, unless it's an absolute smash spot, which it was not against the Cleveland Browns defense. Now he ended up wrecking them, which... Andrews is always live to do, but I was not willing to pay to find that out in my cash games. Tournaments is a different scenario, but with the cash game 
configuration. Um, now, Fryermuth did leave with an injury, but still three catches for seven yards. The Pittsburgh offense has just been pathetic this year. Um, the first couple weeks, I was willing to give them a little bit of a buy, considering they faced Cleveland and San Francisco's defense, which are two of the better defenses in the league. But even against last the Raiders last week on Sunday Night Football, it was better, but it wasn't. It still wasn't good. Coming into the week, Fryermuth had seen four targets, one target, and four targets. So he was by no means a smash play. Um, I just thought he was the best option at that price range. But you certain I wouldn't have faulted you for going Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, Jake Ferguson in that range, or the aforementioned Tanner Hudson at the minimum. The big 2v2 that I ended up considering on Sunday morning was Puka Nakua and Javante Williams or Adam Thielen and Jamar Chase. I was really excited about the Bengals passing attack this week going against that Titans defense. I figured Joe Mixon, granted his volume is great, but I did not think the efficiency would be there against one of the better run defenses in the league. We saw signs of life from the Bengals passing attack last Monday night. Jamar Chase certainly got going with 12 catches and over 100 yards. Still has yet to find the end zone, but for $7,800, that is just simply too cheap for Jamar Chase. And I thought that was one of the better values on the board, as well as Adam Thielen at 4,500, as gross as that is the click, he has just been a target monster playing out of the slot this year, which he had not been doing in Minnesota the past few years. And he's just past the stage of his career where he's going to be winning on the outside. And the Carolina coaching staff correctly identified that and moved him to the slot. What got me off of that duo was the concern I had with Thielen and the Bryce Young being back in the lineup. Now, that proved not to be too big of a deal. But again, for cash, I preferred the safety of Puka Nakua over Adam Thielen, and I felt like Javante Williams was in a good enough spot to possibly hit a ceiling game going against the putrid defense known as the Chicago Bears run defense, which just gave up a gazillion yards to Vaughn, Achan, and Raheem Moser just a week ago, a combined eight touchdowns. So, obviously, Javante Williams was a bit of a risk, given that he still does not have this role all to himself. Obviously, coming off the major injury last season, Samaj P. Ryan still is getting plenty of run, 
but I like the game script potential for the Broncos. Um, and I just thought that Puka Nakua going against the Colts secondary was the biggest mismatch of all four of the players that I was considering. And the more I thought about it, the more I couldn't have my lineup without Nakua in it. The last spot was the Ravens defense. All week I had pegged the Browns defense into that slot at 2,800 with offensive line issues for Baltimore, injury issues. I felt like the Browns defense was too cheap at that price in a low scoring game environment with the potential for maybe a Lamar fumble or two if he's scrambling and running for his life, a few sacks. Lamar's not immune to throwing some interceptions as well. But once we got the news of DTR starting for the Browns and I had the money to do it, it was apparent that the Ravens' defense was the spot to switch to. Now, I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't begrudge anybody for sticking with the Browns' defense. The theory still held up. Uh, It did not execute that way, as Lamar was able to carve up the Browns' defense for a considerable amount. So, but if it if you needed the savings to get others in your lineup, I would not have faulted you for that, even though it did not work out as expected. So once again, overall, Aiden O'Connell, Kyron Williams, Javante Williams, Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, Puka Nakua, Pat Fryermuth, Christian McCaffrey, and the Ravens defense for a total of 177.02 points, 46 and 4, head to head record for the week, 110, 60 and 1, head to head record for the year. I always like to do these reviews of the lineups to reflect back on the process for the week and on Sunday morning. I find it to be a useful exercise to see that my process is correct in what I'm doing. Now, that's not always results-oriented, but just to see what could have I done better, what did I overthink, what did I underthink, what did I miss, what did I get right, what, what did I get wrong. I think that is something that every good DFS player does whether you ship the milli, whether you strike out completely on your lineups, it's good to review, see what the process is. Moving on now to the week five look ahead. This is a live reaction to the pricing. I have not seen the DraftKings pricing yet for the main slate. Keep in mind, we have 
the following teams not in the main slate. Bears, Commanders for Thursday Night Football. Cowboys, 49ers for Sunday Night Football. Packers, Raiders for Monday Night Football. The Jaguars and the Bills for London. And we get the first buys of the season with the Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and the Bucks. Keep in mind, last week when we did the look ahead, we identified Christian McCaffrey, even at 9,200, as an excellent play. We identified Kyron Williams at 6,000. As underpriced, we identified the Browns' defense at 2,800. We identified Josh Palmer at 4,000. Opening up DraftKings now. So no surprises at the quarterback position. Patrick Mahomes at Minnesota is your top price option at 8200 That is going to be a tournament play for me. Um, I just can't get there at that price for cash. Jalen Hurts at the Rams for 8000 is certainly intriguing, but again, um, unless it's an absolute smash spot, I try to pay down at quarterback and spend up at my skill positions. Lamar Jackson, 78, and then we drop down to Tua at 7,100, playing the Giants at home. Anthony Richardson gets a home matchup against Tennessee and Gets a slight increase to $7,000. Kirk Cousins follows him at $6,900. Goff at home against Carolina for $6,300. Burrow drops all the way down to $6,200 at Arizona. C.J. Stroud gets a pretty decent bump up to $6,000 playing at Atlanta. Daniel Jones at Miami for $5,800. That could be a spot that we go to in cash, as gross as that is. Daniel Jones is just has a lot of running upside. Um, Miami's defense is not all that scary. Granted, the Giants' weapons are not all that great. We'll see with the return of Wandell Robinson. Um, looks like so far here, I'm taping this during the Monday Night Football game, that they are trying to get Jalen Hylett. Hyatt, excuse me, a little more involved. Um, so we shall see to be determined on that. Others to consider. Russell Wilson at home against the Jets. No, thank you. Carr, Dobbs, Bryce Young. Yeah, I think we're all set at quarterback here. Running back. Um, B. John Robinson is your... Top price option of someone who's going to play. Saquon is 8,100, which is kind of interesting uh, to be determined if he comes back for next week. Bijan at home against the feisty Houston Tekken, Texans defense. Uh, still only 77 for Bijan. That could be a spot to go to. Uh, Kyron Williams gets the bump up to 6,700 at a 
Much more difficult matchup at home against Philly. Derrick Henry going to Indianapolis, 7,500. We saw some signs of life from King Henry himself last week. Joe Mixon at 6,400 is certainly going to be enticing given his workload. We saw the return of Alvin Kamara, 6,300 at New England. Um, Didn't get a ton of running work, but was heavily featured in the passing game. Now, was that a product of Derek Carr's shoulder? Or, you know, is just this Alvin Kamara back to form? Achan and Moser, 62 for Moser, 6,100 for Achan, back-to-back going against the Giants' defense. They were pretty split in their workload in terms of opportunities last week. Achan obviously was able to go over 100 yards and get in the end zone two more times against the Bills. Um, It might be real. It might be real. 12 carries is, or no, excuse me, eight carries is a little concerning. Um, but the game strip kind of got away from them. So to be determined what's what's going on in the Miami backfield. Uh, as far as some values to consider, going down here, um, if Saquon's still out, Brita at 5,200 could be in consideration. Um, other than that, oh, Julio McLaughlin, if Javante Williams is out. Going against the Jets, though, but at 5,000, that could be worth a stab. Moving over to wide receiver, Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. No surprises there. Up top at 9,400 and 9,000. Always in consideration with those two. If we see the return of Cooper Cup this week, he is at 8,600. Chase increases to 7,900. A.J. Brown at 8,000. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Always a solid cash game consideration at 78. They did price up Puka Nakua all the way up to $7,700. DraftKings has had enough messing around with that. Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith in the mid-sevens. Chris Olave off a disappointing week four performance at New England at $6,900. Some potential Values. Zay Flowers is still too cheap for his role going against Pittsburgh at 5,500. Nico Collins is still relatively cheap at only 5,600. Tutu Atwell is considering Thielen. I mean, it's a lot of the same names, guys, but DraftKings is just not bumping these guys up enough, and their target shares are just too good. Like Adam Thielen at 5,100 is still definitely in consideration next week at Detroit. Drake London, no thank you. Tyler Boyd could be interesting uh, given that T. Higgins looks like he's going to miss some time. Tyler Boyd only being $4,500 could be 
could be a play for sure. Um, decent Robert Woods, maybe anything in the 3000s, not that I see so far this week. Uh, Rasheed Rice is kind of interesting given his increased workload. Uh, probably not for cash, though. That may be more of a tournament dart throw. Um, yeah, nothing nothing really pops out at the moment in the 3,000 range for wide receiver. Tight ends, we get Kelsey in the main slate. Priced well and above at 7,600. And then pretty similar to last week, Hawkinson at 6,500, Andrews at 5,500. We get Waller at 5,400, Laporta up to 5,000. Um, we'll see if I get there on any of those guys. I prefer not to spend that much. Ugh, Kyle Pitts, 3,300. Smythe at 3,000. They brought Tanner Hudson up to 2,600. First look, um, Hurst maybe at 3,100 at Detroit. Although, yeah, now take that back. Hurt Ertz is still only 3,500. We have seen... Ertz come off the wagon a little bit. He did get back up to 10 targets last week, actually, for 6 for 53. So for 3,500, you could do much worse. Um, and then finally, for defense, we got the Ravens as the top option at Pittsburgh for 4,200. That's going to be a pass for me. Uh, let's just zoom right down to... Cheap defenses that we can consider the Saints at New England. That deep, uh, Mac Jones and crew has been abysmal to begin the year. And at 3000 for the Saints, that's definitely in consideration. Um, Titans at Indy. If you think their run defense is as good as advertised, they could slow down the potential of Anthony Richardson, his his best weapon, his legs, and turn him into a thrower. They are only $2,400, so that is very interesting as well. All right, that's going to do it for this week. We thank you for joining us. Reminder, check out that 360 bundle if you have not already done so. You get everything that Sports Ethos has to offer for only $22 a month. Once again, that's NBA Fantasy Pass, NFL Fantasy Pass, MLB Fantasy Pass, the DFS Pass, the Wager Pass. And later this week, the exclusive early access to the Brewski 150 ranking for this upcoming NBA fantasy season i am michael femina follow me on twitter at m 10 hit me up on there with any questions you might have and let's keep making this money 
Take care.